Welcome to the Reinvent Relevance podcast. I'm your host, Jason Mutzfeld, Director of Learning at Merfeld Career Management. Our show is about what we do to help people who want to take charge of their careers. We call it Reinventing Relevance, embracing change to do the work that matters. Now, we have a lot of people who are on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is everyone's bread and butter when you're in the career management field. But most people don't know how to promote themselves on LinkedIn, and that's our topic today. Our topic today is how do you promote yourself on LinkedIn in such a way you don't just show what you're doing right now, but what you want to do in the future. Now, you don't want to just learn that from me, so I got an expert for us. <laughs> Joining us today is Anthony Giuliano. He's the Vice President and General Manager at the Asher Agency in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's a noted expert and speaker and instructor on marketing communications. So, Anthony, thank you for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate All it. All right. All right. Well, just let's, just let's just jump right into this. If you are looking to promote yourself on LinkedIn and find your next career, your promotion, even promote yourself to your clients, what's, what, it, what would you tell from a marketing standpoint? How would you tell somebody to do that? Well, I, I think the first thing I would say is that I really believe LinkedIn has the most upside for the largest number of professionals, while also being one of the most neglected social media tools. You know, I, I hear people talking all the time about the time they spend on Facebook and Instagram, and then LinkedIn is, is almost an afterthought. But it's really the one place where I think people can really set themselves apart professionally by building relationships, by telling their story, by positioning themselves appropriately as an expert. And that's really a matter of being being visible on the plat platform, sharing content, sharing your story, and also being generous, being willing to help your network be of service to your network. Those two things together can be really powerful, whether you're a job seeker, whether you're someone established in your, in your career and just looking to build your network. It's really about being visible and being generous. Gotcha. Yeah, because on Facebook, I mean, it's very easy to be, you know, people are very generous on Facebook because it seems so casual and Let's face it, there's a lot of flaming and trolling that goes on because people just don't mind their manners on Facebook. But LinkedIn's a lot more reserved, I find, because it's a professional network. Uh, what sort of level of engagement should a person on average in, think about? How many times should they post, how, comment, things like that? Do you have any advice in that regard? Yeah, I do. And, and, you know, going back to what you said earlier, one of the things I say that is actually a, a merit of LinkedIn, a benefit of LinkedIn, and I say this somewhat facetiously, is that it's kind of boring. People go in. <laughs> They get what they need and then they move on and you don't go down the rabbit hole like you do on other social media platforms. But in terms of a cadence for using LinkedIn, what I recommend is one post per day. And you don't have to do more than that. What's the most interesting thing that you're working on, the most interesting thing that you've created, the most interesting thing that you've read that someone else created that you want to share with your network? Then I recommend in terms of engagement, three actions per day. And it could be a like, a comment, and a share of other people's mm -hmm. content. So you want to be sort of three times as generous with your network as you are telling your own story. And then mm -hmm. if you're really ambitious, if you want to hit the ball out of the park, one long form article on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a really mm -hmm. great sort of blog, blog platform built right into mm -hmm. to the network, to the platform. Mm -hmm. And that one long form article is where you can really differentiate yourself in sharing your expertise. Now, do you have to do that in order to be successful on LinkedIn? No, you can post three yeah. to five times a week. You can post one article, you know, every three months, you can engage, you know, differently every day. But the real key is consistency, is making sure that it's not, I posted once, I'm going to sit back and wait for good things to happen. That doesn't work that well. Being visible in the, in the network, in your network is a matter of consistency over time. 
Yeah, and, and as you as you've said before, it's about telling a story, a persuasive story. Uh, so, and tell me, tell us a little bit about storytelling from a LinkedIn perspective. How's that a little bit different from, say, Twitter or Instagram or things like that? Yeah, I mean, on LinkedIn, of course, it's going to be only relevant to your professional life. That's why people are on LinkedIn. And it's one of the big differentiators is that LinkedIn is really a niche network. It's not about your whole life. It's about one particular aspect of your life. So you want to make sure you align your use of LinkedIn with that perspective. And I always tell people when it comes to telling your story on LinkedIn, there are three questions you should ask yourself. Number one being, what's your goal? Why are you on the platform? That's going to help you decide what you should be doing on LinkedIn. Sounds pretty simple, but there's a lot of people I know who are using LinkedIn who have never really thought about why they're there. So number one is, what's your goal? Number two is, what is it that you want to be known for or known as? When people think of you, what do you want them to think? And then, of course, it's a matter of sharing content on your profile and in status updates that reinforces that point of view. And then the third question I ask people to consider is what problem do you solve in the world and for whom? If you can answer that and then align your story with the answer to that question, you're going to go very far. You're going to implant yourself in people's heads as an expert in a certain area. The reason I suggest that last question is because when people say to us in, in a networking setting, when they say, what do you do or tell me about yourself? What they really want to know is what problem do you solve and for whom? Because people are so inundated with information today, they have to quickly decide, is this person's story relevant to me or relevant to people I care about? If not, we're going to move on to the next conversation. But if it is, you have a chance for a second conversation. That's really why I think people should be using LinkedIn is to generate real world conversations. But it starts by positioning yourself in a way that's interesting enough and authentic enough that people are going to want to continue the conversation either online or offline. Exactly. You know, that, that solving of a problem, that is ultimately everyone's unique value proposition because anyone can say, well, I have this degree or I have this technical skill or this certification or I have this background. But unless you actually have accomplished something that solves a problem and is, therefore is relevant to somebody else trying to solve that same problem, you're just not going to, you're not going to make that value connection. So that, that's so important to, to remember, you know, ask what's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, what's your problem, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now how would how do you go about showcasing your development? Let's say you want to advance in your career, you want to pivot out of your career, and you want to showcase really what you what problems you are solving and want to solve more specifically. Is there anything that you can you can say to that? Yeah, I always encourage people to think about LinkedIn as being about the future, not the past, that you should really share stories that prove what you're capable of doing today and tomorrow, more so than just saying, here's everything I've always done. Um, it's more about what you're capable of doing than what you've done, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that can be as much a matter of omitting things from your profile, as much a matter of that as what you include. You know, the example I use, it's a pretty basic example, but I bartended when I was in college and it was great work at the time, but it's not work yeah. I want to do today and tomorrow. Maybe again, someday I will, but it's not today. So I don't talk about that on my LinkedIn profile because people really will go where you take them. What I talk about instead is here is evidence, here is content, here are stories, here are you know testimonials, if you will, that prove that I can help you solve marketing and communication problems. And I focus very intently on that and I try to do that consistently over time. So that's what my network thinks of me as. So 
it's really about saying, what do I want to be known for that, that I can really back up in the real world? What is that? And then making sure that absolutely everything in your profile, everything in the content you post is consistent with that. And I'll give you a small example because getting LinkedIn right is about getting a lot of little things right. And you know, one of the, one of the mistakes I see people making sometime is with the background photo, the long horizontal photo on the LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. That's really great real estate and you should use it to move forward the story that you want to tell as a professional today and tomorrow, right? I, my background photo is a picture of me doing some public speaking because one of the ways I, I, I get paid is through training and public speaking. So I want people to think of me as being competent in that area. So I have a picture of me speaking at an event. But I see other LinkedIn users who use that photo space for, you know, here's some flowers or here's a mountainscape or here's a waterfall. And when people go to their profile, there's a little bit of a disconnect because people will say, well, does this person have to have anything to do professionally with waterfalls or flowers or mountains? <laughs> and if the answer is no, why are you using that photo, right? It's almost yeah. better to put nothing there than to put something that takes people in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So it's really being disciplined by at, at saying at every touch point, I have to back up my case for me being an expert in this field or in this mm -hmm. area and reinforcing that every chance you get. Exactly. Wherever your eye, it's like on a resume, wherever your eye falls, you need to have something that will engage the, and engage the attention and activate the imagination to say, oh, okay, that's what we're talking about now. Yep. Exactly. I, you know, I, <laughs> now I'm going to have to go back and look at my LinkedIn banner picture and make sure it's on, on point. <laughs> so now you work obviously with a lot of students, uh, obviously higher ed students are skew younger, but I'm sure you have adult students as well. And they're pretty much all in the same boat when it comes to LinkedIn. They, they might just be starting out. You, know, you have, oh, I have a profile. I signed up. I haven't done anything with it. What advice do you have for, that you give your students and you would, that can also apply to anyone? Starting out on LinkedIn, where do you, where do you go from ground zero? What's, what's one of the best ways to, some of the best ways to get going? Well, I mean, the first thing I think is to know what you want to accomplish by virtue of being on LinkedIn. For many college students, it's, I want to position myself well for a certain type of job. And that's a great goal. Mm -hmm. what, what, what you then can do once you know that is you can start making some decisions about who should I connect with? What should I be talking about on LinkedIn? What should be in my profile? And perhaps what should I leave out? So you really got to know why you're there. Then it's a matter of being visible and being generous, sharing content so that you're conspicuous in the newsfeed being someone who's willing to help your network if the opportunity comes up because that adds up over time. You know, if you are generous with someone in your network and it could be as simple as one of your connections shares a job opportunity, you reshare it with your network. Let's mm -hmm. say in a perfect world that one of your connections then sees that, takes the job and you're sort of a matchmaker for those two. Those people mm -hmm. are going to remember that. It might not pay off tomorrow. It might never pay off. But in many cases, what you see is you're building up credit with your network and they're going to be much more willing to help you down the line. So really taking the opportunity as a student to tell your story, also being generous with your network. And a lot of times students will say to me, well, you know, I'm not an expert and I don't feel like I should be the one talking about this stuff. And I say, you know, really don't worry about being the world's foremost expert. Just have a perspective. Yeah. You know, it's really about being willing to share what you do know being willing to share your unique perspective as a human being is going to make you memorable. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I thought about, you know, if I was inhibited from sharing stuff 
because I didn't think I was the world's foremost expert on it. I'd never share anything because I'm not the world's foremost expert <laughs> in anything. I yeah. just have an opinion and a perspective that yeah. if it's helpful to people, great. If not, I'm not offended if they scroll by it in the newsfeed, but I'm going to be in the newsfeed every day. So I have a fighting chance of being remembered for something specific by my network. I think students can do the exact same thing and should do the exact same thing, but do it strategically, do it for a reason mm -hmm. and make sure that your message is hitting the right people, people who you can help and people who can help you. Yeah, there's a lot of imposter syndrome that, that comes along with any sort of creative act, especially content sharing. Yeah. <laughs> Putting content well, out there into the ether is, yeah, is and, very scary. Yeah, and Jason, I, yeah. I always say that imposter, if you have imposter syndrome, it's just a sign that you're a decent human being, right? <laughs> That's, That's true. really all yeah, it means. Yeah, is yeah the opposite of uh, is uh, what is a Dunning-Kruger effect, uh, the one where you don't know how stupid you actually are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's a good sign, but it's something we all need to overcome. And I would really encourage yeah. people, again, you don't you don't need to share 10 posts every day. Please don't do that. But <laughs> if, every day there's probably something interesting enough happening in your professional life that it's worth sharing with your network. Mm -hmm. And you know, the great thing is you get feedback. If if mm -hmm. you share stuff for a few months and get no response, which I don't mm -hmm. think is what would happen, but if you get no response, then change what you're sharing. Yeah. None of this None of this is terminal, right? So mm -hmm. it's just a matter of figuring out what is going to resonate with your network and then, you know, sharing that and doing that consistently. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes, sometimes those eyeballs that land on your post, they don't necessarily comment. They don't necessarily like. We get a lot of feedback from people saying, oh, we love what Merrifield's doing with your videos, your podcast, yet they never comment. <laughs> they never like. I'm like, Okay, so you don't know, and I'm I'm sure social media managers out there in the world are like, well, you just do this, this, and this. Well, you know, it, it just it takes time. Yeah, keep consistently adapting your your content. Uh, what are your thoughts on on LinkedIn video? Uh, I know a lot of, and for that matter, audio. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot being written now about dwell time and getting people to stay on the platform. LinkedIn is thinking more like Facebook. We want you to be on the platform and stay on the platform. So video is it. Is it a fad? Is it a trend? What are your thoughts? No, I don't think it's a fad or a trend. It kind of pains me to say this as a recovering English major because <laughs> video does perform better than words alone and even words yeah. and pictures combined. And I think part of that is simply the human touch. You sure. get inflection, you get body language, you get stuff that you don't get with words and photos alone. And there's a number of compelling statistics that are really hard to deny about why and how video performs better. So as a matter of fact, I was preaching a good game about video to my clients. I was like, you gotta be sharing video on LinkedIn. And they were like, well, you're not. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not. One of the, one of the good things about self-quarantine is I committed to some yeah. learning, trying some stuff. So now I'm sharing one video a week on LinkedIn. And it was, it was hard because I'm not great at it. I'm sort of average at it. But I figure if I keep at it over time, I have to take some of my own medicine. It's like, all right, I don't have to be the best at this, but I do need to do it because it does make a difference. I found that my video content, even though it's, it's good stuff, but it's not great stuff, it outperforms a lot of the other content that I think is better. So I think there is a strong case to be made for making sure that video is at least part of your strategy on LinkedIn for sharing content. Yeah, I, I saw an article today that literally just it talked about the top skills that people would be hiring for in 2020, like anyone knows about that anymore. Nobody seems to know much of anything about 2020, yeah. <laughs> but they did list off the top 10 skills. And number 10 was video production. I was like, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you think about it, everyone's living online and you're right. You're absolutely right. 
my rule of writing has always been there's no nuance in text. That's Mutzfeld's rule of email. There's no nuance in text. How many people, how many times has an email made you mad when it just didn't need, didn't need to because you just read too much into it because there's no nuance. There's no nuance yeah. in a video. There's nuance. You see yeah. body language. You see me flailing my hands everywhere like sure. a Muppet yeah. <laughs> because that's how I talk in real life. So yeah. you get used to it. So, all right. Yeah. Well, well, final thoughts, Anthony, anything else, you, any advice you would give out there for anyone looking to really up their LinkedIn game and, and take it to the next level? Well, and I would say it's true for their LinkedIn game, but, but careers in general is just the importance of relationships. I, I tell people all the time that nothing good has ever happened to me that wasn't the result of a good relationship. You know, in, in college, I was the world's worst college student. And the <laughs> only thing that helped me overcome that was some great professors who saw potential in me that I didn't see in myself. In terms of a marketing career, it all started when a woman named Karen Manis gave me my first shot at a marketing job when I didn't have any marketing background. She gave me a shot and believed in me at that time. Um, and you know, today, my coworkers who cover my back and who make sure that you know, they're great at what they do so I can do what I do, it really comes down to relationships. And, and one of the chief merits of LinkedIn is the fact that it's a relationship engine. If you use it well, use it strategically. If you're service-oriented, if you're generous with your network, it's a great way to build relationships in a really low-intensity, low-labor way as long as you're consistent. It should complement what you're doing in the real world, but it can be a pretty strong compliment to that. So focus on relationships. Mm -hmm. Relationships can set you apart more than knowledge, skills, and talent. Of course, you have to have something to offer, but if you can connect that knowledge, skills, and talent to other people, you're gonna have the career that you wanna have, but you got to build relationships and LinkedIn can help you do that. Mm, I love it, I love it. Relationship Engine. That should be the title of your book. Write a book. Okay. <laughs> but then make a video about it. So everyone, yeah, anyway. Well, thank you, Anthony, for joining us today. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, if you want to find out more, uh, we're going to post a link to, to the Asher Agency. Just Google Anthony Giuliano. Uh, find it. Check him out on LinkedIn. He's got a lot of good stuff, as we've seen. Uh, so thank you again, for everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, check out our website, merrifeld.com. Find us on LinkedIn. Send us an email. We love to connect with new people. Thank you all. I hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon.